and welcome to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your winged host, Gary, to tell you about cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. Obviously, I am joined by my better half and co-host, Goldie Ann. Hello, Goldie Ann. Hi, Gary. I'm uh, your better half. That's what everyone tells me, and I never say they're wrong. Oh, that's true. So, yes, you are my better <laughs> half. <laughs> okay. And speaking of better half, uh, Within the Mist is now providing merchandise. We have opened an Amazon store with original artwork on t-shirts of your favorite cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. If you want to show your love for your favorite cryptids and podcast, look at the link in the show notes. What if we're not their favorite podcast? Then they'll have to look at a different link. Oh, okay. Now, we are only able to add a few items at a time, so we'll be sure to update the new releases on our social media. And with that in mind, Goldian, I was doing research on today's podcast, and I came up with a lot of different questions I was trying to answer, but there was one that I couldn't get right away. Oh, God. So, Goldian, what did the bat do when he didn't know the answer to the teacher's question? He looked in the encyclopedia? Botanica. No, he winged it. Oh, hey, Botanica. The encyclopedia Botanica would have been cool, too. That would have been very cool. <laughs> I guess you can write your own mom jokes book now. Well, except a lot of people don't know what that is nowadays. That's true. Would Google kind of replace Encyclopedia Britannica? Yep. I remember I used to have a whole set of that. I thought I it was so cool because it was like it was like thirty books, each one that had its own letter and so forth. Right? Did you have the kid one too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and that that always makes me wonder when people, you know, do their like book reports and not book reports, but science reports and things like that. We used to only have the encyclopedias. How do we do that? You're Come starting up with... to sound like a boomer, babe. I am. No, we're Gen X, <laughs> which means no one cared and we had to do the work and no one cared what our grades were. Hurt. And not caring, I care because today's episode involves chilling encounters with a flying monster on deserted roads in the middle of the night. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, these may be upsetting to some of our other listeners. We are storytellers who have gathered information on some of our favorite mysteries to bring to you. We don't attempt to scare our listeners on purpose. Well, maybe just a little. Listener discretion is always advised. And so we begin. As he surveyed the volcanic wasteland of Mount St. Helens, Jimmy Carter, then the President of the United States, compared the area to a desolate imagery captured on NASA's photos of the moon's surface. The eruption brought devastation and destruction to the local population. The impact of the disaster was catastrophic, leaving a trail of destruction that lasted for years. And, if the stories are to be believed, another of the consequences of the Mount St. Helens eruption is that many tales are circulating about a mysterious creature seen above and within the area's woodlands. The beast appears monstrous, standing over nine feet tall and at least twice the size of an average grown grizzly bear. 
Its body is muscular and powerful, with bat-like wings spanning up to 50 feet. Its fur is dark with a bluish tinge, and its eyes are a piercing yellow. It has a wolf-like muzzle, razor-sharp teeth, and a broad, muscular torso. More amazingly, this creature is widely rumored to have some extraordinary capabilities, including manipulating electronics like car engines, radios, and television sets with a unique type of psychokinesis. So join us today as we travel within the mists of Washington to discover the Bat Squatch. What do you know of the Bat Squatch? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Then you have about 30 minutes of pure education. All right. But first, a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Chapter 1, Mount St. Helens Eruption. Mount St. Helens in Skamania County, Washington, the United States, was a sleeping giant that hadn't stirred for nearly a century and a half. Its past history of activity had taken place between the 1840s and 1850s. It had been silenced ever since until, on March 27th of 1980, the people below observed in awe as they gazed upwards at the plumes of smoke twisting up and out of the mountaintop. The rumbling sound like thunder echoed across the town, creating an ominous atmosphere. Then... The region was sent into a panic at 8.32 in the morning on May 18, 1980. The area was devastated by a volcanic eruption of immense proportions. The thermal energy released by the blast was estimated to be 24 megatons, equivalent to 1,600 times the size of the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima during World War II. The catastrophic eruption of the mountain caused an ash cloud to soar to a staggering 80,000 feet into the atmosphere and blanketed 11 American states and Canadian provinces with debris. This powerful detonation was assigned a volcanic explosivity index of 5. Mount St. Helens is now regarded as the most devastating volcanic event in United States history ever. I mean, I was, like, there for the Mount St. Helens stuff. What do you mean, there? Well, I was in Wyoming. Oh, so you were yeah. part of it. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember that. It was it was horrible. But I didn't know something came flying out of the mist from it. Well, how old were you at the time? Oh, gosh. Maybe eight or nine. Okay, so enough that you could really remember the news and the papers all talking about it. Oh. Continue. As I shall. The devastating blast resulted in 57 deaths and a billion dollars in property damage. Over 200 homes were destroyed, along with 47 bridges, 15 miles of railway, and 185 miles of highway. There would be a two-month period of seismic activity, many eruptions, and earthquakes. Steam explosions would follow the eruption and toxic fumes, volcanic ash, and rivers of lava left the landscape a nightmare, fractured and transformed. It resulted in a considerable bulge developing on the mountain's northern slope, ultimately leading 
to an extensive crater where a peak once stood. After the devastating eruption, reports then started to circulate. Curiously, they told of a winged creature spreading across the region. Witnesses described the monster as having a massive wingspan and an eerily powerful presence, leading many to believe it had been unleashed from the volcano's depths. Search parties braved the hazardous terrain to record the effects and in search of answers, but they could not fathom what this mysterious animal could be or why it had suddenly appeared right after the devastation. Millions of animals had been killed due to the volcano and the destruction of their natural habitats. But despite this, rumors of this creature living amongst the ruins survived the burning forests. Thick darkness and an eerie silence fell on the town every night, sending most people scurrying home behind locked doors. Many even reported that radios, televisions, and other electronic devices were not operational, as if the creature had caused them to malfunction. Centuries prior, indigenous communities living in the region had passed down stories of a large winged creature that snatched children away to its lair atop a mountain. As time passed, these legends were dismissed as nothing more than folklore meant to teach children the importance of safety. However, these tales may contain some truth after all. The creature was said to have been seen in the skies over Washington State for many years following the volcanic eruption. There had been no close encounters with the creature during its early years, and its story quickly became part of local folklore and a common topic of conversation often used to frighten children and tourists with tales of its presence. Bat Squatch. <laughs> now, parapsychologists and cryptozoologists have observed a remarkable resemblance between the Bat Squatch and another famed winged cryptid, the Mothman. The Mothman, a mysterious creature described as a humanoid figure with enormous wings, was reportedly seen near Point Pleasant, West Virginia, from November 1966 to December 1967. Local accounts of the creature had increased in frequency and intensity during this time period, coinciding with the eventual collapse of the Silver Bridge that led to the tragic death of 46 people. Both creatures, cited with disastrous events, are believed to possess incredible power to disrupt technology and electrical systems. In addition, they share similar appearances characterized by features such as enormous eyes and thick, black-like wings. Cool. So, is it possible that a basquatch is the same species as a mothman? Well, I mean, isn't the... Mothman, a harbor of doom. That is the nickname most people give to the Mothman. So, could you give the same thing to the Basquatch since he's connected to Mount St. Helens? I would. <laughs> you would not be alone. Speaking of alone, Chapter Two Alone on the Road. 
Brian Canfield was driving slowly through the winding roads of Pierce County, Washington, his car a speck of light on the dark and lonely landscape. Above him, the majestic presence of Mount Rainier loomed over the surrounding foothills. At the same time, Lake Kapowson glinted in moonlight below. Further off were the thick forests and towering mountains of Washington, visible in the distance. The teenager drove towards Camp One, dust billowing up in the wake of his old truck. A deep loneliness lingered as he passed through the pine trees and rocky outcroppings. He was a young adult growing out of his teenage years, about to graduate high school. He had a kind face with bright eyes and wore jeans and t-shirts that didn't draw attention. He carried himself confidently at all times, but relaxedly and he always avoided recklessness or risky behavior. Generally, he was your typical American teen. Now, miles away from civilization, his pickup truck suddenly and inexplicably shuddered before ultimately coming to a halt. No matter how hard he pressed the accelerator, the engine died and all of the dashboard lights cut out instantly as if a switch had been flipped within the vehicle. The truck coasted slowly to a stop between an abandoned field and an outgrowth of forest. He was stranded mysteriously right between the edge of the forest and a patch of recently cut down trees. Sitting in the cab of his truck, the world outside was silent, except for the crickets that chirped in the grainy darkness. The headlights, which still worked, cast a bright yellow beam through the night, illuminating the dirt road in front of him. The trees that lined the sides of the roads appeared like walls rustling in the night breeze, adding to the eerie atmosphere. The light cut a path through the inky blackness, creating a ghostly halo effect on the foliage around it. Canfield cranked the key in the ignition again and again, but the engine of the rusty old pickup just wouldn't start. He sat for a moment in silence, trying to figure out what could be wrong. He exhaled deeply and grimaced, tapping his fingertips against the steering wheel as he tried to decide what to do next. Knowing that it would be quite some time before another car would appear, he exited the truck. The teenager shook his head in frustration as he slammed the door with a loud bang and angrily kicked the tire. Walking around to the hood of the truck, Canfield propped it open, leaned in, and squinted into the darkness. He ran his hands across the engine's metal innards, trying to determine the problem. Looking into the engine with the hood blocking the way, there was an ear-splitting clang as if a hammer dropped on an anvil, reverberating through Canfield's body. The truck groaned and creaked beneath the weight of whatever had landed on top of it, threatening to give way to the mysterious force. Scary! Canfield's chest felt tight, and he could hear his pulse pounding in his ears. Still, he braced himself against the car's hood, gritted his teeth, and slowly raised his head just high enough to get a glimpse above the metal rim. 
He first noted the creature's feet, which were equipped with thick, curved talons. His gaze traveled up its sturdy legs, broad torso, and chest before it paused at the large, leathery wings tucked against its back. When he tilted his head further upwards, he saw the creature's flat, ape-like face with deep-set eyes and rounded snout. The creature towered over Canfield, standing at a height of nine feet with its monstrous frame on top of his truck. Its fur was a deep, blue-tinted color with tufted ears that were slightly pointed. It had yellowish eyes that pierced through the teenager and a round snout containing sharp, straight teeth that glinted in the dim light. The winged monster remained perched atop the hood, its eyes unblinking as it studied the young man who stood before it. Its claws dug into the paint job, not knowing what to make of the boy or his metallic vehicle. It was a vampire bat. <laughs> the teenager stood stock still, eyes wide in awe of the enormous creature before him. Its appearance was unlike anything he had ever seen, and its movements seemed strange and alien. Goosebumps rose on his skin as the creature slowly leaned closer to him, and a wave of fear gripped him as he realized how small and helpless he was in comparison. The teenager felt a chill as the creature's eyes met his. He couldn't move, rooted to the spot, feeling like he was being examined under a microscope. After what felt like an eternity of minutes, its long fingers twitched. Then suddenly, its wings spread like a majestic cloak, wide enough to spread across the width of the road. That was an old country road or a highway? Kind of a old country road since it was traveling through the mountains. Okay. So if that gives you a better idea of its size. With a thrust of its wings, the creature took off into the air. In one fluid motion, it was airborne. The wings beat steadily, creating powerful gusts of wind that buffeted Canfield's truck, causing it to rock and sway from side to side. It flew steadily towards Mount Rainier, growing smaller and more distant until it disappeared from view entirely. The mountain road was eerily silent aside from the occasional chirp of an insect or the whistling of the wind. After a few tense moments, the truck suddenly sputtered back to life on its own, and Canfield raced to climb into the driver's seat. He gunned the engines, tires spinning on the loose gravel, and he careened down the slopes. He arrived back in town with his truck scratched, dented, and more rattled than ever. The boy nervously scratched his neck and glanced at the scowling faces of the locals as he told his story. Those that had gathered around him stared back with suspicious eyes, exchanging glances of doubt. He stopped between sentences, unsure if anyone even believed him. Later, 
C.R. Roberts, a journalist for the News Tribune, interviewed Brian Canfield about his terrifying experience with the creature. Based on Canfield's vivid description of the monster, Roberts was the one who coined the term Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch. This name was chosen due to the creature's distinct combination of bat-like features with the already well-known Washington legend of Sasquatch. In the following weeks, Roberts released a journalistic piece that brought the story to light and resulted in the official recognition of the winged creature. Consequently, Canfield's account quickly gained traction across the Pacific Northwest region. More eyewitnesses would step forward with their own sightings of bat squatch. But what is this creature? And what supernatural effects does it have to enable it to stop a car's engine while driving along the roadway? Yeah, that's insane. Taking into account that this could be an animal, there aren't any animals that basically stop car engines. Not unless it's with their body. Well, this one landed on top of it after it already stopped. (laughs) Chapter 3. Flying with the Bat Squatch. Liquor store owner Butch Whitaker sat in the cockpit of his single-prop plane, gripping the flight stick as he soared above the thick strands of pines and rocky peaks. He was headed towards the snow-capped summit of Mount Rainier. He could see patches of the sun glinting off its glaciers in the noonday light, and he felt a swell of joy. The plane flew on, skimming ever higher as Butch admired the breathtaking landscape beneath him. Thick fir trees blanketed entire valleys while jagged cliffs were punctuated by snow-capped peaks. Everything carved out dramatic silhouettes in a seemingly endless panorama. Every minute held something new. Maybe it was a deep lake reflecting back brilliant shades of blue, or Whitaker could see a distant mountain shrouded in misty clouds. As Butch glanced out of one of his cockpit windows, a wave of curiosity suddenly passed through him. On the horizon, a huge black shadow loomed ominously over the landscape. At first, he didn't notice the fluttering in the corner of his eye. He thought it was just a large bird, perhaps a bald eagle and went back to making his way around the mountain. However, the shadow became more distinct as though it was pursuing his airplane. (laughs) The pilot pulled back on his flight stick and banked off to the side, feeling an adrenaline rush as he navigated to steer clear of the bird. The large winged shadow seemed almost playful in its flight patterns its graceful curves reminiscent of a choreographed dance. Finally, after what felt like hours, but was actually only minutes, Whitaker set his plane back onto a course towards Mount Rainier's summit and began to descend back into reality once more. The large, dark form appeared again against the bright blue expanse of the sky. The object had an unmistakable silhouette with a large wingspan and a humanoid torso with two legs dangling beneath it. This time, he could tell that its wings were leathery 
rather than feathered, shifting and fluttering in the wind. He could see that its skin was a deep, almost blackish blue color that contrasted against the bright blue sky. Its face was expressionless and it stared straight ahead as it gained on the single prop plane. Just a sky puppy who wants to play. Well, let's hope it doesn't play too rough. <laughs> the bat-like monster glided through the air, its wings flapping against the wind. Its yellow eyes glared at the man as it soared and reached beside his plane, keeping pace with him for a few moments before deciding that the plane wasn't as worth his trouble and disappeared on the horizon. <laughs> Lucky him. Whittaker did consider himself very lucky and shuddered as he clutched the yoke of his plane. Fear coursed through him and he had never seen anything strange like this while flying. Nothing like this ever before. While relieved when the creature disappeared from sight, he decided to take no more chances and shortened his flight plan by returning to the landing strip near his home. And so, as Mr. Whitaker landed on familiar soil and watched the sun set over the distant peaks, he wondered if what he had seen was real or just a figment of his imagination. He could not shake off the memory of those yellow eyes or its ability to catch up to his plane and pass it. He thanked God for keeping him safe on his journey and vowed never to forget his brush with the winged creature. It was after the news article about the Bat Squatch was printed that Whitaker told his story. People started looking to the skies more closely for sightings of the monster. There are several flying cryptids said to resemble bats across the globe. Among these are the Aul, a cryptid reported from the rainforest of Java, Indonesia. Descriptions of this bat indicate that it has an enormous wingspan of 18 to 28 feet and its body is covered with a gray fur. The Orang Bati of southeastern Asia brings devastation and destruction to its local population and is approximately 5 feet tall with black leathery wings. So could Washington be the home to a North American versions of these giant bat-like cryptids? I'd say so. There's that many of them. There are a lot of different winged cryptids that still have not been identified. In comparison, the largest identified bat is the giant golden-crowned flying fox, named for its distinctive golden fur on its head. It has an average wingspan of only five feet. Only? When compared to the <laughs> size of the Basquatch, yes, only. And it's, at its heaviest, it weighs only up to three pounds. Three pounds, five-foot wingspan. How? A lot of these creatures, most of their size is their wings. And not their bodies are kind of small in comparison ratio to their wings. Another interesting fact is that the flying fox is only found in southeastern Asia, not in the North America's Washington state. I mean, five feet of wings has to weigh three pounds all to itself. Why? It's all skin. It sounds huge. Yeah, but it's all skin. It's mm -hmm. it's it's like the webbing between fingers. It's there's no muscle or anything in between it. No bones or anything. 
there's finger bones, but a lot of those finger bones can be hollow. Huh. That's how birds are able to be so light. Wow. They have hollow bones. Chapter 4, Hikers on Mount Shasta. Paul Dale Roberts posted on Unexplained Mysteries an encounter that was recounted by some hikers on Mount Shasta that resembles the creature known as the Bat Squatch. According to the article, the sun was high in the sky and shone brightly on two hikers as they neared the summit in late 2009. The pair wove through the pines of Mount Shasta, their breathing labored as they pulled themselves up the steep trail. The needle-covered earth beneath their feet shifted and gave under their boots. The hikers paused to catch their breath and the sweat on their brow glistened in the sun. They pulled themselves further up the steep trail, fighting against gravity and fatigue. Suddenly, an enormous winged creature flew out of one of the dark crevices above them. The two hikers stopped in their tracks and watched it swoop through the air. Its leathery wings were outstretched across the breathtaking view. According to the eyewitness, the creature was enormous with a body the size of famous wrestler of the time, Hulk Hogan. Its wings spanned at least 50 feet across. They flapped swiftly as it flew or glided through the air. In the bright sunlight, its head appeared like a mix between a fox and a bat. With pointed ears standing up and wide eyes that seemed to take in everything below it. One of the hikers was holding his camera but was so paralyzed with fear that as the thing flew by, he failed to get a single picture. Of course he did. Why wouldn't he? Kind of a waste of having a camera. The creature glided in a wide arc around them, its wings flapping slowly and softly, and it seemed to block out the sunlight. As it flew farther away, the hikers stood rooted to the spot, craning their necks to watch as it rose higher and higher in circles into the sky. Then it disappeared from sight behind a cluster of tall trees. Both of them squinted in the sunlight, wondering if the creature could have been a pterodactyl and an enormous extinct creature with leathery wings, a long neck, and a long tail. But something was wrong. Its head was rounder than expected, without the usual bony crest of a pterodactyl, and it didn't have a large tail extending behind it. The creature, whatever it was, had the pair on edge, and though no one could confirm what it was or where it came from, they warned visitors to Mount Shasta to remain vigilant and prepared for anything. Interestingly, though they decided against it, the hikers initially believed the creature to be a pterodactyl, similar to many cases in the southwest United States. But they're extinct. Shouldn't the Basquatch also be extinct or never have existed? That's the whole point. Could the stories of the Basquatch have ties to the legend of Thunderbirds? the great winged creatures of Native American legends. You and I have discussed Thunderbirds before. Right. We had the Lawndale Thunderbird, the big bird of Texas. Right. And now their hikers are throwing comparisons of Thunderbirds with the Bat Squatch. Although the head is much different and it doesn't have a tail. 
So I don't think it really is a Thunderbird. Right. Except for being big and winged. Big and winged. All right, Goldian, in closing, what do you think? Just as you said all along, I mean, they're, I think they're all connected. Kind of like there's, you know, like there's Sasquatch everywhere. There's going to be Bat Squatch everywhere. Little, well, not little, but big old <laughs> sky puppies. Yeah, I'm not sure I would classify them as a sky puppy, but we will have to wait and see what the f they really are. <laughs> And despite the odd name, the Bat Squatch shares many similarities with other cryptids. At first, it appeared right after the Mount St. Helens eruption, resembling the Harbinger of Doom origins of the Mossman of West Virginia. There are numerous cryptids of giant bats, so could this just be another variation of those winged cryptids? Absolutely. Is it tied to the stories of Thunderbirds? There are so many theories that nobody can rule out its existence. And perhaps, should it make another appearance, we should prepare ourselves for peril. Yeah. Now, should you wander the mountains of Washington, please watch for an enormous winged creature with the power to shut off car engines. You may discover the Bat Squatch. So when we go to Washington to visit my sister for Christmas, we're going to go bat squatch hunting? I want to. Cool. I definitely think a trip to Mount St. Helens would be amazing. That'd be great. Add it to the itinerary. Okay. But before we go, I want to remind everyone that we are on social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about the bat squatch. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Within the Mist Podcast. We are also on Instagram and have an email at within the mist podcast at gmail.com for any of you who would like to share. We hope you enjoyed our stories of the Bat Squatch and we'll come again for another episode. Until then, explore the dark, shadowy places and remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys.